like nostalgic movie review from nerdy married man welcome back to new and nostalgic everyone <laughs> we're just gonna keep saying the name of our podcast new and nostalgic it's new and nostalgic this week we are doing <laughs> our first special episode it is yes. a video game review episode and the first video game movie we are doing Need for Speed. Yes, that movie came out in 2014. It is PG-13, and it clocks in at 2 hours and 12 minutes. I'm going to say a quote from a different movie. But I feel the need, the need, need for, for speed. speed. <laughs> <laughs> yes, um, this is starring Aaron Paul, which a lot of you know from Breaking Bad. Jesse Pinkman. This is also starring Kid Cudi. Which, love that Kid Cudi's in this movie. Kid Cudi's actually a really decent actor. I love a lot of the things he's in. He was recently in the movie X. He is also a singer-songwriter that a lot of the people know. He did the song in, like, Day and Night, Memories, and a lot of these other things. Yeah, and some of the other cast in this, uh, there's Dominic Cooper. Uh, he plays a character named Dino. And he actually, uh, the other movie I saw him in I really liked was uh, Abraham Lincoln Vampire Slayer. Oh, yes. Or Vampire Hunter. It's pretty fun. Uh, some other notables. There's Dakota Johnson, uh, Imogen Poots, and then Michael Keaton. You know, the great Michael Keaton. And then one other was uh, Rami Malek. And yes. I really like him. He's done a lot of cool roles. He was uh, Queen in the movie Queen. He played Freddie Mercury. He also does a role in uh, The Legend of Korra as well. And he's in one of my favorite video games of all time, Until Dawn. Oh, that's awesome. Really cool. Yeah. Um, Emojin Poots, what can I say about her other than she is my British sweetheart. I love this woman to death. I love her in almost every movie she's in. I think she's in my top ten list of most attractive. Like She's a huge crush of mine. And I actually just <laughs> I just saw her in another movie recently that I did not know she was in, and that, that is uh, she's in Twenty Eight Weeks Later. Oh, she I've she been plays, a long time uh, since I've seen that one. She plays the one of the main character's daughter in that movie, and she's she's young. She's probably in her teens or something. But okay. I was like, holy crap! I just saw her in Need for Speed. <laughs> but yeah, um, Rotten Tomatoes score for this critic review is a twenty two percent, and audience review for this is a fifty seven. So, uh, you know, quite a spread. It's not super huge, but uh, it's big enough to kind of make people question why such a gap. Yeah. Do you want to read the synopsis for this one? Yes, absolutely. Fresh from prison, a street racer who is framed by a wealthy business associate joins a cross-country race with revenge in mind. His ex-partner, learning of the plan, places a massive bounty on his head as the race begins. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Um, story sounds a little cheesy. It is. It is a little cheesy, but that is what I wanted from this movie. Being, I'm a huge Need for Speed fan. I don't know how big of a Need for Speed fan you are. Um, I, I've played a, a few of the Need for Speed games. I loved Need for Speed Underground, but I'm also a Gran Turismo player as well. Ah. But I don't play a lot of racing games. Uh, the, the one I play most is, you know, Mario Kart. So, But <laughs> uh, Need for Speed growing up, I played two of the... I played Need for Speed Underground 2, Most Wanted... And then on my computer, I had it was a Need for Speed Corvette game where it was oh, only yeah. Corvettes. Yep. It was fun, but it's it's a fun franchise. Um, I have been playing this franchise since the very beginning. I have played pretty much every single Need for Speed game ever made. I have 
I only completed a lot of the earlier ones. <laughs> I didn't complete a lot of the newer ones. The newer ones are too long for too long's sake. <laughs> and the stories aren't as intriguing as some of the old ones were. Um, this movie kind of pulls from three different games. Which ones? So this movie pulls from Need for Speed The Run, Need for Speed Hot Pursuit, and Need for Speed Carbon. Okay, and I, I've played Hot Pursuit and Carbon very little, but that's really cool that they pulled from that. Most Wanted and Carbon are actually my two favorites, and probably Pro Street after that. Uh, I'd say hands down the best Need for Speed game for me was Need for Speed Underground 2. For some reason, it was just such a fun game. I loved all the NOS mechanics, and it was it was just so adrenaline filled. That's what a lot of people's favorites. I one love is. Underground um, 2, baby. That's that's me. For me, the story in Most Wanted and Carbon were way better. Carbon's got this revenge story in it, which is what they pulled from that part of the game. Oh, okay. Um, in Need for Speed The Run, you're actually going from one end of the country to the other end of the country. It's a race. The, the entire game is one race. Interesting. And you're racing from one end to the other. And each segment you're doing, you're doing little like chunks of each state at a time. Mm -hmm. And you only have to go up like 20. You have to pass 20 people before each checkpoint. Wow. So that's where this movie, they go throughout the entire country. So they have, and they have to do it within a day, which you have to do it within a day in the game. Was it? Oh, was it? They had, or they had 48 hours. So it was supposed to be something around there. I, yeah, I can't remember. I thought um, it was, it was either 48 or it, they only had like 36 hours. I don't know. Was... I, I think at some point, like there was two different time frames because there's time frames to make it to the checkpoint and then time frame to make to it to the other. Uh, the with that race. being said, the time frame is not important. The yes. point is they're trying to race to get to a race. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yes. But it is a cross country thing, which they do in this movie. So I thought that's what they were pulling that. And then if you're supposed to be a hot pursuit, we get the police stuff in the last race. Yeah. <laughs> Which is throughout the amazing. Whole movie. Well, <laughs> we do get it throughout the entire movie, but especially we get to see like the pursuit breakers kind of happen, and we get to see the police and their like blockades and stuff that they do, like they did in the game, and they make it very video game y in this. Movie. Oh, it's it's definitely like you would not. <laughs> I couldn't actually see cops deciding to do this in real life. Well, a lot of this would not happen <laughs> in real life. It is so over the top and insane, and. Wow. Um, other fun facts about this: this movie was actually made by EA and DreamWorks. Oh, I, I actually, I didn't see the DreamWorks part. I saw um, EA, but yeah, which DreamWorks Pictures has only ever made. This is their third action movie they've made. They did a movie called Peacemaker in 1997, and then they did Minority Report in 2002. Oh, Minority Report! What an amazing so movie. So those are these are the first three DreamWorks action movies. Um, Steven Spielberg actually helped produce a lot of this, and this movie, contrary to what a lot of people would believe, is all practical effects. They built special vehicles that have special boons for their cameras. They uh, actually like took the body of a lot of vehicles and built their own cars underneath to make them go at least 140 miles an hour so they could feel the speed. Oh, and didn't they also like make the shells of the very... like? expensive sports cars to put on top of the cars they yeah. used for the movie so they didn't actually have to use the expensive exactly. cars. Exactly. Uh, because they are crashing million-dollar cars. Yeah. And actually, with that, uh, with all the practical stunts, I thought it was really neat that, uh, according to the director, Scott Waugh, was it Waugh? 
Yeah, Scott Waugh. Uh, apparently, all the cast that involved driving, they took stunt driving lessons, and apparently uh, the main character, uh, when Toby returns to a special incident of the movie that we'll talk about later, uh, he does this thing where he uh, drifts the car right up to the camera, and you see Aaron Paul's face through the yep. door of the car, and... Aaron Paul is actually really afraid to hit the direct, uh, hitting the cameraman and hitting the camera. And apparently, the director is like, "No, try to hit me, <laughs> try to hit me." And so the last take they got, where it comes right up and his face is in the camera through the window, he did that right before jumping out of the car. And I believe they did a similar scene in John Wick. I like, think that's that so crazy. Exact same slide. But apparently, Aaron Paul was afraid to do it because he didn't want to hurt oh, anyone. Yeah. He's just. He's such a cool guy. <laughs> um, so like I said, everything in this movie, some of the things were filmed at half speed because some of the cars they had going 260, 270 miles an hour, which is possible for people who are non-believers. Um, everything was filmed at half speeds, but they did film up to 142 miles an hour. That's insane. Which, I, I don't know, like, I believe that, but at the same time, while watching the movie, some of the parts seem like they're going really fast, but it also feels like... They're going so slow at times. And it says, like, you on a lot of the cars, they have the, the cool dashboards where there's the regular speed indicator, but then it, there's a little shine up on the windshield where you can mm-hmm. see the speed they're going. And there's a lot of times I see the speed jumping up and down so quickly, and I'm like, no way. <laughs> it, yeah, it, way. It, it just... Yeah, <laughs> those cars are that ridiculous. Yeah, but in the movie itself, I just there's sometimes where I'm like, there's no way he was going that fast. Like, there's a scene where he is racing a car and he gets it to go up to 234 miles an hour. Yeah, and while he's rounding the bend, going 234, uh, Dino Dominic Cooper's character steps out in front of the car because he's like, "What are you doing?" Oh, yeah. And Aaron Paul slams on the brakes and he stops right in front of him before hitting him. And I'm like the the amount of space between the car and Dino, there's no way he would have stopped without hitting him. See, I actually liked that because I think there was even an episode of Mythbusters where they were doing like movie and TV myths and they did the whole like myth on braking power and like what you actually need. And I think they did also did it on the show Top Gun or Top Gear. Oh, Top um, Gear. Where they actually were testing it and actually the braking power, a lot of these like sports vehicles are way more ridiculous than you would ever give them credit for. Really? Yes. Especially because they're so lightweight. A lot of these cars aren't heavy. That's just, it just blows my mind. So, like, I, I do will say there are some scenes that do seem like they're not real, but I, and they aren't as fast as they say they are, but that's my stipulation for it. Yes, <laughs> he probably wouldn't have stopped in that time at 230 miles an hour, but he was only going 130 miles an hour. <laughs> okay. So, you, you are right. Because he didn't do it at that speed that it was shown on the speedometer. And I think that's where the disconnect is, and that's where it feels a little weird. Yeah. Is filming it at, like, half speed, I think they should have shown it at double speed, almost, for some <laughs> of the scenes. It might I guess that makes out. sense. It makes yeah. sense. It works out. Well, how do you uh, how do you feel about this movie and uh, like our scores for it? This is actually probably my favorite video game adaptation movie that has ever existed. Really? Yes. Um, okay. This for me, 
is so unique in that it actually tried to be exactly what this game or this movie like the game is and the movie is like i feel like they really did their research on what they wanted the story with and no they didn't do any exact story from any of the games but that's what i think what i I liked about it it felt like it belonged in the world and it felt like they could make a game Mm -hmm. of this movie and it would work like this could very easily be a story game yeah i mean it's also you'd make a game out of it and it would be need for speed i've never seen those games of having much of a story and whatever little story they do have i don't see it as anything groundbreaking so i feel like it's not hard to make a racing game yeah if that makes sense <laughs> well to the same effect it's not hard to make a racing movie <laughs> yeah like you know it, this is discount fast and furious <laughs> anyway <laughs> <laughs> i mean i i definitely agree in some aspects, but I feel like this is a little bit more realistic than some of the things in Fast and the Furious. But oh, Fast and 100%. the Furious also has a lot of ridiculous um, practical effects, which I think is why that movie does as well as it does. Is yeah. well, and these are the only two like car racing movies I know that have as much practical effects as they do. Well, people love seeing the insane you know, vehicle stunts that people do in these movies. Oh, yeah. I mean, that's, it's a huge draw to the theater for these movies. So, I mean, I understand why people enjoy it a lot. <laughs> and, I mean, I enjoyed it. It was a fun movie. But what what score would you give this movie? So, for me, I actually gave this movie... I think I actually changed it from what I originally had. Let me pull that up, because I'm terrible. Uh, we did do the audience scores. Let's see, what was... Mine was an 83%. 83. Okay, well, that's quite a bit higher than the audience. <laughs> yeah, I loved it, which I will say it again, just in case we didn't say it, audience score was 57, critic score was 22. Yes, I, I do believe we said it. I was blanking for a second. It's okay. We all blank. <laughs> My brain's blank. My head <laughs> is blank. Um, what do you give this movie? Um, I'll give this movie... I think I, I feel with the audience. I'm going to give it same score, 57% with Fair the enough. audience. Uh, I mean, because this, this movie was, it was cool. I, I really enjoyed the impressive practical stunts and the racing, and it was really fun, but there were a lot of points in the movie that just fell flat for me, and I feel like I say that quite a bit with movies like this, but that's how I felt. It's fair. Your feelings are your feelings, man. You gotta feel them. Um, before we move on uh, to the spoiler sections, uh, next week's movie. Yes, which is another racing movie. Yep, another racing movie. This is one of my good picks, and that's going to be Baby Driver. Yes. I'm very excited to talk about that movie. I think it is a great film. It is a great film, which definitely watch that along with us. Um, that one, I know a lot of people are probably not going to want to watch it because of the main actor. Um, we're going to say this right now. I feel like this is something we both agree on. Tell me if I'm wrong. But we are people who separate art from the artist. Yeah. Um, I can enjoy a movie even if someone bads in it. And just because there's one person in a movie, maybe it is the main actor that is a horrible piece of shit person, that does not matter to me because even if you say you don't want to support that one person, you're also not supporting the hundreds of people that worked on this movie. Yeah, that That are completely credit. innocent and worked their entire life to do these movies and 
to do the things that they do. And I don't like shitting on everyone's life <laughs> just because of one asshole. Yeah. So I think it goes to show that because, um, yeah, there's a lot of stuff that happened with uh, the main character in Baby Driver. I but won't get into. But. We will get in. You know, we'll, we might talk about that next time. But, you know, next week, join us for Baby Driver. Yes. Now, on to the spoilers. Bow, 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 bow. Yes. So, and what are some of your favorite parts of this movie? Some of my favorite parts, uh, I like I said, I enjoyed the racing stunts and the all the practical stuff. It was really cool. Um, a lot of it also had to deal with the cast. The cast yes. looked like they were having a lot of fun. They were really great. Um, I especially loved the chemistry between Aaron Paul and Imogen Poots. Yes. They, you know, they were really awkward at first, and there's one scene of uh, Imogen that always kind of makes – that it, it made me laugh, and that's when she's talking about the engine of the Shelby <laughs> GT. Yeah. And everything she says about the engine is actually stamped – on the real life engine of that car. So it's, you know, it, it makes her look really smart in the movie that she knows a lot about cars, but honestly, it makes me laugh because it's stamped right there on the side of the engine. So she could have been hey, just reading it. Even reading it like that, I stumble sometimes in reading some of these things. Oh yeah, no, yeah, for sure, definitely. I mean. No, no, but I get what you mean. It, but, it is a really funny thing. One of the things that I love with like, their chemistry, one of the, my favorite moments is the moment when they're dangling from the helicopter and she's scared of heights, and he can tell that she's scared of heights. <laughs> and he's trying to get her mind off of it. He's like, look into my eyes! Look into my eyes! Look how blue they are! They're much bluer than yours! No! Mine are bluer! <laughs> and they're just arguing about whose eyes are bluer. But the way they do it, it's just, it's dynamic, it's hilarious, it's really, like, this, like, fun moment where they're just, like... He's well, getting to her in a way that would get to her. Well, I, I love how he pushes it even further in that scene where, you know, Benny is flying the helicopter that's carrying them, and he just goes, don't drop us, Benny. And she's like, wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, of course, please don't drop us. She's just terrified. He's like, I'm joking, I'm joking. She's like, ha, ha, ha. <laughs> Which, yeah, seriously, Emotion Poots is such an amazing actor. Same with Aaron Paul. Like, some of the acting in this movie is actually a lot of what carries this movie. Mm -hmm. Like, the storyline, obviously, like I said, it's cheesy. It's very video game story. So take that as it is. And yeah. that's why I think I can give it a high score is I take it out as what it is. And they were trying to do that. They're trying to make a bad story feel good. See, <laughs> and, you know, that kind of goes on with... Uh another highlight of mine is the trip the, the whole long trip race in the middle of the movie where they're trying to get to the destination of the final race i found that trip more interesting than the end race itself the end race in comparison was so boring to me compared to the travel time they spent throughout the movie and i think that's because it just had more character and it felt more earned well, and I feel like there's just so much more action and so much more drama throughout the middle of the movie yeah. than the end. And then the end is just, it is a, it's a car stunt scene. It's well, a race. And one of the things that's kind of funny about that is like, when you think about that, like when you're coming to the, when you're going through a video game, especially with one that's like, just like, that has maybe some like good things at the beginning and like a good story in the middle that really captures you. And you're like going through and you're like, oh, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? But when you get to that last race, you know, I'm going to be the winner. You hope. <laughs> if you don't suck at the game. Well, even if you aren't, like in the game, you're going to restart until you win. So this yeah. is, this to me is that perfect run through the game. And this to me is that 
I think that's what happens at this is it kind of just ends the way a video game would where it ends with that same impact of okay it's done oh it even has the <laughs> the cheesy end game shots of uh, you know the the aerial view kind of just zooming out from the character and yeah. it has that dramatic music pulling away yeah um, one of the things I thought was really hilarious in this movie while they're inside of the mechanic shop that Aaron Paul character owns they're playing Need for Speed Pro Street I knew they were playing one of the games. I couldn't tell which one it was. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it's Need for Speed Pro Street. That's hilarious. Um, I think it was about the same time that that game was still pretty popular. It's actually the one of the first games that really got into hardcore tuning of vehicles, oh. which it's a tuning shop. So I laughed really hard that they were playing the tuning Need for Speed game in the tuning shop. In their shop. shop. And all of them are mechanics that tune vehicles for high-end vehicles. <laughs> See, I, I think it's funny whenever they, they pull elements out of the video games and put it in the movies. Like, like I mean, that's like an Easter egg of, you know, what game they were playing. But whenever they're doing the races throughout this movie, they always have this, like, aerial map on like a little computer screen and it looks like those maps uh, during the loading screens of like the yep. Need for Speed games it shows the start and ending dot and then there's like a yellow glowing line between <laughs> that shows the track of the race and it, it's just so funny to me where I'm like haha that's from the game <laughs> which yeah it's it's so true it totally does that which again I, I, I love those things um, I loved um, one of my like the funniest scenes this movie's got a lot of comedy by the way Yes. Especially with Rami Malek's character. He is so fucking funny. And my favorite, one of my favorite scenes of this movie is when they're getting the group back together after Aaron Paul was in jail. And they go <laughs> find Rami Malek's character, who's working in this, like, giant uh, office building. He's doing a desk cubicle job. And they're trying to get his attention, and they say they, they're going to be racing with the Shelby um, Mustang, which we didn't really talk about yet, but... We will. Uh, but they'll finally get his attention. He's going to quit his job. And he wants to quit in a way where well, he'll never come back to the job. So what does he start doing? He starts stripping off his clothes. Walking. As he's walking out the building. <laughs> and he stops by this one girl he had a crush on. And he kisses her. And he's like, I always wanted to do that. And then he, he strips completely naked. and gets into the elevator with this girl. And <laughs> I love this scene so much because he starts just like, she like looks at him and she's like looking him up and down and he's like, it's a little cold in here. Yeah. <laughs> he's like, he's like, what do you do? And she's like, I work in accounting. He's like, that, that sucks, doesn't it? She's like, it kind of does. Yeah. <laughs> okay, well, bye. <laughs> and then he meets up with his friend and he's like, hey, you missed this? <laughs> See, I thought that scene was funny, but that also leads into a downfall for me is they went to go pick up Finn for the sole purpose of helping fix the Shelby GT because it was pulling a little to the left when they would turn or whatever. Yeah. Like, he, he was being picked up, one, because he's a teammate, but they needed his help fixing the car. And then what happens? He does nothing for the rest of the movie except add support. There's one point where he fills the car with gas while they're driving on the highway, and it's a really cool stunt scene. But other than that, he actually doesn't do what they originally brought him back to do. Which I, I kind of, there's only one part of the movie where we actually see them tinkering a little bit. But I almost thought, I was wondering if they were trying to do that. Because in like the game, when you take your car to a shop, you never actually see them work on it. It usually just like fades, you spend the money, and then you have your car back. Well, that's, that's one of the <laughs> other things I, I 
just did not like about this movie is it felt rushed and it would skip things, uh, I guess, like in a game. But there, there's a part in the beginning, they're supposed to build up this Shelby GT500 and it never shows them working on it. They, they pull the uh, blanket off of it and it's like, it has no shell. It's just, they need to work on it, do a lot of work. And then suddenly it skips to the next scene and the car is fixed and it's on the show floor. And it's like, I... but I wanted to see the car being worked on. Yeah, I mean, I, I guess there is that. Uh, for me, like, I guess I didn't really care if they spent five minutes of the movie showing us working on the car. Like, maybe it would have helped a little bit for like pacing and stuff. Um, but I really, that unveiling of the Shelby is so cool. Oh, it's, it's a beautiful car. Yeah. But I just, I was like, ugh, why'd you skip that? And I felt the same way about when Aaron Paul goes to jail. It skips over his jail time. It talks about some yeah. of the things. That, and I'm like, I'm fine with it going through it quickly, but I, it would have been cool seeing him do something in the jail. But he does. It, it's like, oh, he's in jail, and then suddenly it cuts, and it says like seven, two years later. Yeah, like seventy-eight or what? I don't, yeah, uh, seventy-eight days or two years. I don't know how long he was in there, but I think it was two years that he was in jail because it was involuntary that's right, manslaughter. Yeah, it was. It, it just skips over it, and I th I think it would have been cool to see at least a couple days worth of him in the jail or one scene. Yeah, which uh, we both had talked earlier about it, but we both love the Cohen eggs. In oh this movie. yeah, like the, all the cars in this movie, especially. But, but the Cohen Sigs. That's like one of my all-time. Like, if I had all the money in the world, I would buy a Cohen Sig. Like, that is my ultimate, ultimate, like, way too bougie expense dream car. <laughs> <laughs> it's such a cool car, and it boasts being able to go like 270 miles an hour or yeah. something. Like, it, and it actually is ridiculous. It's got some like the I think the zero to sixty in like two point six seconds or it's something like that. Insane. Um, which. There's a the other cars in this movie. We have like a uh, we have a Bugatti. It's a 1.3 million dollar Bugatti in this movie. We have a Lamborghini uh, Elemento. That's the one. And we have that Shelby Mustang, which was the last Shelby that Ford and Carroll Shelby worked on together. Yeah, the 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 first one showcased in the movie is the 2013 Shelby GT500. And then at the end of the movie, he gets a, a different Shelby GT, and it's based off of the 2015 prototype. Yeah. Uh, which I was kind of laughing, like, talking about, like, some of the speeds of the vehicles. Like, he's racing in the Coenseg at the end, which goes, like we said, like, 260, 270 miles an hour. Mm -hmm. The Lamborghini Elemento that Dino drives only has a top speed of 221. He, he should have easily been able to pass him. <laughs> Easily. Which there was a lot of windy roads and stuff, so we probably wasn't hitting top speeds. Oh, absolutely. So that's probably where it was still close, but I feel like in the acceleration time on the Lamborghini actually has a zero to sixty in two and a half seconds. Well, one of the, one of the racing moments that did not make sense to me at all is they're driving the Shelby GT, the Shelby, uh -huh. and that originally boasted it was 234 was his top speed he hit in that yeah. and they're they're going by this giant cliffside and then suddenly out of nowhere they have like some trucks a truck and like a, a hummer, hummer. Yep. and they're keeping up with this mustang fairly easily and i'm like what is this garbage it just did that chase scene did not make sense to me I, like how is this even possible um yeah 
I mean, the scene ends really cool because it's that, you know, they fly off the cliff after being hooked up to the helicopter so they escape, and it's it's a cool stunt. But the race itself, I'm like, what the heck? It's <laughs> so um, dumb. Speaking of, like, the planes and stuff in this movie, Kid Cudi plays the character Benny, and Benny plays one of the things that I find really awesome about this movie. He's always flying in a plane, giving them aerial views, telling them when traffic is coming, telling them when there's, like people on the road telling them when to turn like helping them out any way he can and he saves them um we find out later in the movie that he's actually like a sergeant in the military in the air force and he actually flies apache helicopters because no one believed him so they always called him liar one yeah and he actually uh throughout the movie he says call me maverick it's it's so funny <laughs> which one of my favorite lines with that actually is uh at one point he's like call me maverick or i will kamikaze this plane right into your nutsack <laughs> <laughs> And, I mean, it makes sense that, you know, being a sergeant or whatever in the military, he's able to have access to this. But I was like, how does he have access to so many de- – he has a superpower that whatever flying vehicle they need, he has it. He it's, goes news helicopter to a – like a SWAT helicopter to his little, you know, crop duster plane. And then he goes to another, you know, army helicopter. Yeah, which he said the news one and the other one were friends of his. Which, being a pilot, you probably have pilot friends. And most yeah. of the time, he's in his personal plane. And I then just, he does get in a lot of trouble and puts in jail for taking the military plane. Yeah, he, he does get in trouble for that. But I just thought it was... Yeah. No, it was I, a little I get it. too I get crazy it. that he just has access to any it flying is, vehicle he needs. Yeah, it's one of those plot devices where the character just gets whatever he needs. It's it's fair. It's a fair judgment. I'm not going to deny it. Well, he does it so quickly. Like, yeah. uh, when they're doing that truck chase scene and he shows up on a dime with that army helicopter. And I'm like, how? It, how? Yeah. <laughs> that does seem like really deus ex machina trope. Like, <laughs> just, yep. yep. Like, okay. Um, one of the things, like that first scene where he's in the Shelby after the jail time and he's doing all the crazy racing trying to scare the hell out of Imogen Poots in the car. I love the two-lane grasshopper. Oh, when oh he jumps over the hill there. Yes, which that actually is a pursuit breaker in a lot of the Need for Speed games. So in the Need for Speed games when you're getting chased by the police, um, one of the things that they have a lot is they have this thing where you can either like hit something and something will fall on the police or you can do these crazy jumps to get away from the police so i love that they actually paid homage to it by doing a two-lane hop over the road which it is ridiculous (laughs) but it is so cool oh it's it's a really cool stunt but that's one of the things i i found a little okay very frustrating about the movie (laughs) is so the point of the movie is Aaron Paul, after getting out of jail, wants to get revenge, but also prove his innocence. Yes. And what does he do to prove his innocence? He races like a maniac across the country and blatantly... Outside of his parole. <laughs> outside of his parole and blatantly attacks and prov- provokes police officers and probably even kills some people and police officers because he causes multiple traffic accidents and he is constantly trying to make police yep. crash and blow up. Yep. And I'm like, but in the end, he proves his innocence and it makes no sense. It's like, yeah, you proved your innocence by breaking all these laws and actually committing murder on well, other people. It's, it's one of those things <laughs> in a lot of video games. Like, And Scott's really kind of brought this to my attention in a lot of video games. And I know he brought it in a really controversial way in the last of us episode 
but when you actually sit down and think about sometimes what the main characters do in some of these games and the things that they cause in these games they just do they just happen like you just end up killing a lot of people just to get the thing that you wanted and it it, it does just happen which as again i'm like it's one of those things where it's like i want to hate it for the movie but i want to <laughs> love it because it's exactly the way it is in the games <laughs> yeah, i guess but i just it, it was too much. I'm like you're trying to prove you're innocent by killing other people. Yeah, which I mean, he does go to jail again. <laughs> yeah, but he, but oh, oh yeah, so it's that one. He goes to jail again, six but it's only for yeah six yeah. months or whatever. Um, one of the other lines I absolutely love in this movie, which I I love Michael Keaton in this movie. Oh yeah, he's his great. character is so awesome and how enthusiastic he gets, and you can just tell like he's just a car lover. Oh, you can tell he had fun with the role. Oh yeah. Um, but one of the things I love that he says is there's this scene where uh, Toby is driving around like all crazy and he's like, Marsha balls have been located and they are extraordinarily large. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, yes, because it's true. Like Toby in this movie, he's like the ballsiest driver ever. And he is so good at driving. And it's, I don't know. I it's just, absolutely I insane. Uh, uh, the, I only had one other downfall for the movie in that it, I think it was too long. The movie does feel long at parts, especially like it gets, it kind of gets that third act slow point. I, I kind of like where and we are your friends. There's that moment where it's just like, can we get to the last thing now? I, I think this movie could definitely shave a half hour off of it, and it would not even wow. change the story. Half hour. I, That's I'd so say, much. I'd put it down to an hour forty-five. I think two hours and 12 minutes is too long for this movie. I There are some movies that I love that are just absolutely long. Well, and it sounded but, like you wanted to add some stuff to it. It was like showing the actual, like, maybe you wanted two hours of different things. Maybe. Because you were talking were, about adding, like, the actual, like, showing them working on the car and stuff. Well, because they're supposed to be these great mechanics, and then yeah. you never <laughs> see them doing anything to these cars. Uh, oh, one click tension to the right. Uh, no, two. Three. No, one. One, one. Which one is it? One. That's yeah. the only the, thing. The only scene <laughs> you see them working on a car, and it's like, I don't know. <laughs> um, one of my downfalls in this movie is just how shitty of a person Anita is. Dakota Johnson's character. Oh, she's horrible. Oh, my God. She never once... So, yeah, her and Toby were uh, exes, and at the beginning of the movie, Anita's brother gets killed by Dino in a car race with all three of them. And they were racing for, Toby was gonna get all the money they made on the car, which I think was like $3 million or something like that, or like $2.8 million or something like that. Yeah. When he was originally only gonna get 500,000. And so they're racing for all of the money and they have three, which the fact that he had three Cohen's eggs was which is an illegal American car was a little <laughs> ridiculous, for, but it's also like I said, it would just happen like that. <laughs> well, what frustrates me about Dino uh, killing Pete in the movie is he just has this stupid pride, and he has that thing that a lot of killers do—they keep trophies after they kill. Yeah, and you'd think the car he kills him with he would get rid of and throw away or something. But nope, he goes and hides it in a little shed 
in like a junkyard. Yeah. And it, he didn't even try to like paint over the mark from causing the accident that well, killed it, Pete. Like I know he didn't think that Anita would probably ever look at his computer. No for one it, will ever find but out. Him having all of the stuff with passwords that she knows instantly. Oh, and yeah, not not even. On top of hiding the car in the shed, in the junkyard, on his computer, he has, like, professional-grade photos <laughs> of the damage on the car that incrim- incriminates him. And it's just, why? And here's, here's my dumb part of the movie. Anita, at that point, doesn't call the police. I have proof my brother was killed and my ex was telling the truth. Nope. Instead, she lets her still current boyfriend, Dino, uh, put a mark out on Toby to be killed by other people and get hunted down. And then she suddenly meets Toby somewhere to give him the information that where to find the card. And to, to give him her wedding ring. Or, yeah. Yeah, to, get, to give her the ring back that Dino Which gave her. Which I did like him <laughs> coming up to his car. In the car. Oh, yeah, Toby. <laughs> and he knocks on the window with the ring. Yep. And then he's like, oh, this is for you, by the way. And he chucks the ring at his chest, and he's like, ah. It's a great moment. Well, I just lost my wife, and yeah. I just, I'm going to jail after this race. Yeah, you can see I the oh shit face. <laughs> he's like, holy crap, when Aaron Paul shows up in the Cohen seg that has the damage on it. Yeah. So, like, there is a lot in this movie, like I said, that is cheesy, but I think it's the kind of cheesy that works for what they were trying to do. And especially if that's what they said they were trying to do, then I'm like, I get it. I love it. That's oh, exactly what it is. Absolutely. It's hilarious. But, I don't know. It was it was a little over the top. <laughs> uh, is there anything else you want to talk about with the movie? Uh, nope, that's it. I just, I feel <laughs> like it was, it was a fun movie. And I enjoyed, like, you know, a lot of great parts, like the trip in the middle. But it was just a middle-of-the-road movie. It's okay. definitely a decent video game movie. Yeah. Uh, compared to especially some of the ones we're going to talk about in the future. Yeah. Stay tuned. <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's it's a middle-of-the-road movie. Yes, which we are going to be doing one video game movie a month on top of the other movies we're doing. So we're going to be having five episodes a month for you guys. Yep, so stay tuned for all the fun. Lots of movies for us to watch. Yep. (laughs) Which, yes, we will keep you guys posted on what we're going to be watching. If you have any ideas or anything that you guys want us to watch, definitely send us a message. Uh, Find us on Instagram. Uh, You can either find us separately or David's going to be starting an Instagram for us. Yes, I will be making uh, some social media pages for this uh, channel very shortly. So please look us up at New New Nostalgic Movie Reviews and, you know, give us some comments. and Give us some ratings and reviews. Yeah, tell us what you think about the movies and then what you want us to see, watch in the future. Give us five stars because you love us and (laughs) we're we're worth it, I think. Maybe, hopefully. (laughs) Please, Please. give us some love. (laughs) Uh, But with that, we are signing off and we will see you next time. Bye.